Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Talks. My name is Andrew Kistner, your host um, of TOC Talks, and I'm pretty excited about this episode. Um, and kind of a, some background around it. I have Nicole Cunningham, who is our functional therapy nutrition, functional <laughs> nutrition, functional nutrition therapy practitioner. There you go. I was so good at that for a while. Yep. Um, uh, on with us because we did some testing for Grace, um, uh, our daughter, me and Emily's daughter. Most of you know that Grace. Um, <laughs> several things going on. She has a cerebral palsy, hypotonic cerebral palsy diagnosis, um, global developmental delay, um, hypotonia, uh, also an autism diagnosis, um, and a seizure disorder that started a couple years ago that we've been dealing with. And they're very atypical. Um, you know, they only happen at night. Um, they're a, like a lunging seizure, so it's lots of mini seizures, and uh, they don't show up on an E. EG, we've done several of those three-day EEGs, and we've been really trying to get to the bottom of it, and we've done almost everything. Um, and it, it's very difficult as a parent to deal with that. Um, and so we're, we've been always looking at food and you know what we're feeding her and if that has an impact on it. And there's some things we definitely know have an impact on it, um, but we, we've never been able to get to the bottom of it. And, and we just did this test with Nicole, not saying, and it's been, it's too early to, to tell whether this is going to help us. It's not going to hurt us, but is, is it going to help us? But so far, it's been very, very good for, for Gracie. So um, I wanted to bring Nicole on to talk about this test and go over some of the results with, with you guys. Um, this kind of blew my mind. Um, so welcome to to the podcast, Nicole. You've been on here several times. Yep. It's always a pleasure to have you. Well, thanks for having me. You're absolutely brilliant, and I love what you know you bring to the table um, with with the knowledge as well as the testing that that you know you provide through the Oxford Center. So, um, so the test that we did, and we'll put this on the screen, um, is the MRT mediator release test. Um, it wasn't horribly expensive, but it's a food sensitivity test. Correct? Is that the okay. the blood? Way? It's a blood. Blood. Okay. Yeah. Yep, it's a I blood remember, yeah. sensitivity test. And it blew my mind. Um, and I still don't understand, which is why I had you on, on how they're getting this information. Yeah. But this test literally, and we'll put it on the screen, told us everything, like tons of foods. It's one, two full pages of, of foods, chemicals, all kinds of stuff. It's 176 different foods and, and chemicals that it tests for. And uh, it shows us how sensitive her body is yep. to all these things. And I think the thing that, um, and I'll go through some of these, um, you know, red number four, she's yellow. That's not good for her. Um, red number 40, so chemicals, <laughs> way in the red. That's actually the only red that she had. Um, everything else was yellow, high yellow, uh, or, or green, which means I'm assuming she doesn't have a, necessarily a sensitivity to. Correct. Um, and things, I think the, the question I have Two questions. One, how does it test? Like, what are we looking for in the blood to determine what she's sensitive to? Yep. Well, and first, I guess, before we get there, I guess we should first define, so like, food okay. sensitivities are way different than a food allergy. Okay, makes sense. So a food allergy is a different response. Right. The, the immune system, the mast cells, are being activated, histamines are being produced, and you you know you have right. food allergy. Got it. Um, sensitivities are a little bit harder. Like a lot, I, and, and I know personally, you know, in all the years of I've been doing nutrition and healing, 
Before I had this test, we know a lot of people do elimination diets. Right. And elimination diets have their benefits, but then they also are very much lacking. And it's because of these food sensitivities. Because um, you could be sensitive to anything. Right. Um, and so, and it's, it, it's from person to person. It could be, you could have a sensitivity. It's based upon how much of that food or chemical you're consuming. So it could be bite dependent. It could be layering of the multiple sensitivities. It could, oh. it could be an immediate reaction and, and or it could take up to three days. So it's very hard to determine without the testing. Um, and so what the testing is, it doesn't necessarily matter about the mechanism. So when you're testing for a sensitivity, you, there are lots of different mechanisms. It could be, it's all, all of it is a mediated, mediator cell response, meaning your cytokines, your leukotrienes, your prostaglandins, things like that, they are all, those are your um, mediator responses. Okay. They're all producing something, but they're coming from a white blood cell. So like your monocytes, your basophils, your lymphocytes, um, eosinophils, things like that. So those, there's lots of ways that you could right. produce a reaction, lots of different mechanisms. There's cell mediated, there's humoral mediated, there's, you know. So a lot of times I have clients, I've had a couple of clients come to me that have had food sensitivity testing, but IgG. Okay. So that's a very specific type of testing where they miss all the other responses that the body is reacting. Right. And so um, I think that's what I did. Uh, and my just my yeah. my um, prior to doctor uh, just okay. We're it's your yearly physical. We're gonna do blood work. Most, and she did that yeah. one. Yeah, but it Most didn't give do. me a lot of information. No, nope. and it listed things in like one, I think one to five. So like she said, oh, you should stay away from egg whites or four or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely wasn't as detailed and comprehensive, I guess, as this. Yep. And so so how this test works is you don't have ever have had to have consumed that's what blows my mind yeah the the particular food if i mean yes if you if you have a leaky gut you have a greater propensity to develop sensitivities to things that you're eating consistently or putting yeah. on your skin right consistently you you have it's just that's just the nature of leaky gut so some of the, so some of the issues people have is because they have a leaky gut they're going to develop more sensitivities makes sense which is basically inflammation in the body. Right. Easy way to say it is your body is inflamed. And so if you're not healing, if you've got residual issues going on and there's no answer for it, chances are it's because there's these hidden food sensitivities that are causing inflammation that could be either the primary reason for your illness or right. a secondary reason for the illness. And because you, um, you're not having an allergic reaction, it's not changing your life, you don't, you don't know about it. Like, right. it's, some of these things, um, we were feeding Grace because they're healthy things, mm -hmm. uh, which was the one. Um, avocado. Mm -hmm. She loves avocado with salt on it, and like she will eat an entire avocado at a meal. Yep. And that showed up. I don't know if I can find it real quick. It's probably um, on the other side. Other side. Avocado, she's high yellow in that. She's, yeah. all, she's very close to the red. We yep. have no idea. Strawberry, she's okay with. Um, she doesn't eat a whole lot of strawberry, but like there were some things that she doesn't eat. Um, Jalapenos. I wish I liked jalapenos. I love jalapenos. <laughs> they hate me, but <laughs> she's never had jalapeno. She loves cucumber. She loves sweet potato. Um, you know, and we've been feeding her so many of these things. Not necessarily oh, tuna. She likes tuna. You know, uh, and yep. we would have never known because there's no allergic reaction yep. to a lot of the things that she she does eat. 
Um, but furthermore, we know now what we can't feed her. For now. For now. Yeah, so and, and, we'll and talk that's about one that. difference too with with a food allergy, an IgE response, mm -hmm. that is, mm, I'm gonna say that's permanent. Okay. You know how, but, but got it. Got <laughs> for it. the most part, it, once you're older, it's permanent, it's there. Right. Um, it's these you can heal from. So right. the, um, typically like the, the, the yellow foods, and we say yellow foods, they're not actually yellow in the sense that they're bananas or squash right. or something. It's but yellow on meaning, the graph. yeah, on the graph, on the piece of paper. For her, the yellow foods are things that are, her body's reacting to. Right. It's a, you know, quote unquote, a moderate sensitivity. Whereas if, if there's a red sensitivity, those are much more severe, much right. more inflammatory response. Um, and and then there's even some red. high greens. So the high yeah. greens, those also can become um, a yellow food if you keep pushing them. So we have a protocol in place to make sure that they don't become a sensitivity. So Right. We put, um, Emily makes her, her, of course, her own ranch um, because the stuff in the store, don't buy the stuff in the store. I, yep. I love it. It tastes great. Hidden Valley, it's awesome ranch but like there's a reason it can sit on a shelf for three years yeah or longer or longer um and that's why and people, not refrigerated speaking of ranch <laughs> people like restaurant ranch yeah and why people like restaurant ranch why it tastes better uh why it's not as solidified is because they make it at restaurants and they're not just buying hidden valley a good restaurant um but anyway we put dill you know in the she ranch. is almost yellow she's just almost to the yellow in that yeah. This gave us all the information. Garlic. She's high in high green and garlic. Um, and the only red she had was uh, red 40, um, which red 40, it's a dye, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what makes people necessarily sensitive to that. I mean, a lot of people are sensitive. They are. I have, Almost every single person that I run tests on, they have at least one of the dyes that they're sensitive wow. to. And um, it does all. It does yellow 5, which like Mountain Dew. I, I, don't, drink, I don't drink pop anymore, but uh, Mountain Dew, yellow 5. There's yellow 5 on a a ton of stuff. Red yep. four. Pickles actually have a lot of. Interesting. Um, yeah, even yeah, that even like I love normal and, and and some mustards have right. dye. Yeah, you have to look at everything. Potassium nitrate. She was yellow. Mm -hmm. um, and that's in like any type of smoked, nitrates. Yeah, nitrates, nitrates. So, so like any bacon, bacon, any sausage, any cured lunch meat, meat, lunch meat. Potassium nitrate, she's yellow, almost red. That's probably the closest to the red, you know, so we had to buy different bacon. Mm -hmm. um, but this this whole report blew my mind. Um, we are still seeing how it affects her. Yep. Um, and seizures, I would I will say, I think at this point, we would consider them down yep. as far as how many nights a week we are up, you know, with a seizure mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we'll definitely, can, we always track that, obviously. But um, so, talk to me a little bit about. And Emily keeps saying this, and I don't understand why it would be this way. Is this is temporary? We eliminate these foods mm -hmm. um, for three months, depending. Yep, the the yellow foods are three months while we do the healing work. And okay, and red is probably forever. Yeah, only, no, I mean, it's we like, don't want red for forty. Yeah, so. um, the reds are usually like six months. They take a little okay. longer. So, how does your body? This report says that cucumber is like almost red for grace. Mm -hmm. um, so we take that out three months and now she's not sensitive to cucumber. What's we the would, science behind we would, that? We would do it very slowly, like incorporating a cucumber again, okay. just to make sure that she's not reacting and not reverting back to having inflammation and symptoms, but yeah. So do you think if, because um, the test really isn't 
based upon what food you're eating, right? I mean, what do you mean? So like she doesn't eat jalapenos, but that right. shows up yellow for her. Right. So in other words, should... It could be the same class. It could be like character... It could be... Got it. Some of it can be because of that. Like they have similar structures and things like that. So your body has... If you have... Chances are you have a lot of sensitivities when you have a leaky gut. Right. Chances are if the foods that you're eating on a regular are the ones that you're showing up sensitive, you have a leaky gut. So your body is recognizing cucumber and maybe in the same family, there's some similar structures that see jalapeno, your body is recognizing it's it's very similar, so it's attacking it also. Interesting. So it's um, a creating a response. Cucumber. Okay, yeah. so how does, how does it, how is it sensitive one day, day one, we do the test, you're sensitive, all these things, um, stop eating them, and then three, six months later, you, your body healing. is not sensitive to them anymore. Because so how that happens is, we're healing the leaky gut. Okay. So that's there's really a lot the, the, of, the that's the root of it. We're healing. Okay. Um, and if there's infection, like there's infection and, you know, so we're healing the infection of the gut. We are healing the leaky gut, um, healing and sealing. There's a lot of practitioners that only do the healing part and they don't do the food sensitivity part, which is a huge component of it because right. you're at, like, that's inflammation. You're, you're stalling the true healing so you're never going to get optimal healing right. when it's like you're a fire. eating yeah i mean if you're putting out a fire with water and it's there's just some, like a low grade some dude in the back just constantly there throwing a little gasoline now on it again mm -hmm. you're not going to get a lot yeah, you, or a lot <laughs> yeah a lot of gasoline you're not really going to truly heal and you're not going right. to ever feel 100 percent better so the the whole premise around it is remove those foods that are causing the inflammation and then work on the infection part heal and seal the gut remove the infection and then that usually takes around three months. Um, and then we just slowly start adding some of those foods back okay. in, noticing, because you've had those foods out for so long, you'll right. notice usually a difference whenever you start adding. Um, and actually, I have a, a great example. So I've, of course, went through all of this myself. I, I never ask anyone to do it if I haven't done it. Got it. And so I um, was on vacation during my healing protocol, and it's kind of hard to eat. It is. Um, when you're on vacation. So right. I chose, and I, and I always believe you have a choice in everything you do. And right. so I chose to have something that was a yellow food for me. Right. And, I, and possibly there was a red food in there too. I felt horrible. Interesting. Horrible. And they're just normal healthy foods. Right. There wasn't anything, None of them were bad. No. I mean, and I had a lot of, I had a very leaky gut. I, I had a, Here's a lot of, yellow. Lot a lot of, of yellow, like spices, there was none I could I could consume. Oh, I couldn't have olive oil, couldn't have avocados. Wow. I, I mean, that could go on. I had a lot, so I could just eat one thing from a food from a restaurant, and that would set me off because of everything in there I was allergic to right. or sensitive rather. Right. So, anyways, I, I that's when I realized how much better I was feeling, and I was still only a month, month and a half into my protocol, so I wasn't even quite finished healing. But by eating those foods that I had been avoiding right. made me realize, like, I really felt so bad. I didn't even realize it until, like, you do start to feel better. Right. And so much so that I didn't want to eat those foods ever again. I was like, I, it is not worth it. I will never Nine eat that again. Pull. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but I have since, you know, done it. Okay. I have incorporated the food, other food, like my sensitivities, um, and I have been fine. So if you cut these out and you're good at it, you know, which is, uh, we're going on vacation here shortly and we're trying to figure out what to do with, yep. with Gracie. Because yep. she can't tell us, you know, yeah. hey, I don't feel good today. What did you feed me? Like, and we it could be that. behavior. You could be right. sleep issues. Right. It could be skin issues. It could be 
yeah. mood swings. For I mean, sure. You're going to see it in other ways, but yeah. So if you, um, my if husband you were successful, you what? <laughs> I said my husband noticed. Yeah. I was <laughs> super irritable when I had right, my, right. yeah, so it's <laughs> noticeable funny. for other people. <laughs> um, so if you follow this to a T, uh, you do your three months, four or five, six, whatever, the, you know, the, your protocol would be. Um, should you retest before you enter these back in to make sure that your body is figured it out? Or That's a great you question. If you have been really good and not eating a lot of the foods that you're not, you know, quote unquote, supposed to, you don't really need to. You just, you know, you're healed. You're, you know, we do a, we do another gut test to make sure we right. we got the gut infection. But generally, we don't do another MRT, um, and we can kind of because you you feel better, so you kind of know when you start adding right. those low-grade inflammation, you, you'll know, whereas when you're already inflamed, there's no right. way to know. Right. So we do it slowly, we do one at a time, there's a whole protocol for that. Um, but if you haven't been super great, and they're, they're suspecting that there's some other food sensitivities that might have crept in while you're right. working on healing, um, like those high greens. That Makes sense. Then, then, or if you just really would feel better about doing a testing before introducing a food, then yeah. Right. Problem, but huh. try to save people some money. <laughs> so, yeah, that so. makes sense. Um, it's not hor horribly expensive uh, for what you get. I, right. I don't think, but right. that makes sense. Um, some of the things I still look at this, and I'm like, like cottage cheese. How is she sensitive to cottage cheese, but not yogurt or, or whey or American or cheddar? I know, or isn't like it's like this protein structures of it that changes its other components huh. like the mold component like there's so right. many different things that are at play and especially i've noticed because i've run so many of these now if somebody has like a candida overgrowth there's like certain things that i will see that the body is almost like a protective mechanism got it so like mushrooms will show up yeast things will show up milk kind of sometimes will be showing up different products of, of milk or cheeses um, sometimes vanilla will show up because it's fermented. Right. I think uses... vanilla was high um, for her. Yeah. Um, so, so there's there's some things that. that I can see if I haven't seen their GI map and I see that only, I kind of right. like, hmm, there's probably some candida thing going on here just by looking at what their body is reacting to because it's, or, and sometimes wheat. Actually, right. almost everybody, oops, almost everybody is reacting to yeah, wheat was, of uh, some sort. Wheat, she was, man, uh, high yellow. Mm -hmm. uh, high yellow and wheat. Same thing with oat. Yeah. And we thought... Well, Oats are a lot of them, unless you're buying gluten free oats, right? They are contaminated, so With it wheat. could be mm -hmm. so it could yeah. be that it could be sometimes um, our bodies again, there's some cross reactive things. So sometimes right. corn looks to the body like it's wheat, Got it. milk. It, so everybody again is so unique, so right. it's hard to say one size fits all, but a lot of times there's those mimicry things that look the body hmm. thinks is. Yeah. So there could be some of that at play with some of the things, you know, there's a lot. Right. It is all, it's all interesting, especially, and I, I'm a scientist, so I love data and right. I love seeing, you know, so I start seeing trends and I start seeing things and I right. just think it's interesting. It's awesome. Well, we're very excited to, you know, tackle another thing. Uh, we don't stop as parents, you know, no. um, at all. Um, if, if we try something and if it doesn't work, which it ha nothing has, we move on to the next one. We don't worry about it, you know, and there's, it almost is this, I feel as though there's been several times in our life, you know, working with Gracie and trying to um, help her that there's been several times we've lost a little bit of hope, you know, like, well, that didn't work. 
and we get down about it, and then we don't know what else to do next. And it's it's days, or it's it days somebody comes to us, to, or we find something online, or TikTok, or whatever the case may be, and we're like, oh, that is also linked. You know, that is something we could try. So there's so much out there mm -hmm. that if you just don't stop, you will find another thing to try, and that's what gives hope. Yep. You know, yep. um, and I think that this is we're, we're excited about this. And if you think about it, inflammation is the root. Right. Of, How do we fix it? That's yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. You know, so um, this is one big source of inflammation for the body and healing and getting right. rid of those those things that your body's inflammatory to. And in the thing is, it's only 176. Right. Foods, you know, they are always working on. They literally just added six more. Wow, so, that's cool. Um, so they're all, they are that company is very right, much proactive. involved of like getting more things in, in um, added onto the list of things that they can test, and um, they do have a lot of research. So if if anyone wants to go and dive deeper into right. it, but it, it they have research linking it, helping it with um, a, um, Crohn's. They have some IBD, yeah, and IBS, and IBS. yeah, I don't and and like uh, and um, yeah, I, IBS, uh, chronic digestive symptoms, fibromyalgia, migraines, headaches, weight imbalances, um, yeah. chronic fatigue, sleep disturbances. They have brain fog, ADHD, autism, insomnia, like muscle pain. Just right. It's they kind of they have and they have PCOS listed as things that, that as a primary or and or a secondary reason for for just not moving the needle on on things right. so they have they have a lot of research um, that they and they're continuing to do so right. highly highly recommend the people checking them out and, and then on coming to me and I will I test, love it I love I will it test it so what I think we'll do is let's cut this episode and then we're going to talk about this test um, this test is going to be um, I think in conjunction, I do them together. Yes, yeah, so you do them together. Um, and we did. I think we did this one before. This one is a different test, and I th I think we're going to take some time on it. And I want to cut this episode off, and uh, we'll just we'll stay here and we'll talk about this test and air it the next week. Um, this so that give people a little teaser. This is a GI map, mm -hmm. um, which tells us what's going on under the hood. Under the hood, which uh, if you start to think about how we get information on under the hood. It's not fun, um, but uh, <laughs> it is fun. No, it's not. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, it's it's a uh, a stool. It ties back to all my other talks that I've it done does. with you. It really does. I don't know. I, you like I talk about, about poop. poop. Yep, a lot all of poop. But anyway, we had to we grabbed a stool sample from Gracie, and sent it off. Um, Nicole doesn't have to touch that stuff. Luckily, she gives you the whole kit, and you do it. Yeah, which is but why this, I think it's fun. Yes, because <laughs> I get to it wasn't see the data. Fun as a parent. <laughs> I have a funny story to go along with that. I have Emily one too. was probably the most mad she's ever been at me. Um, but I'll tell that next episode. So we're going to talk about that. We'll end this episode of Talk Talks. And uh, like I said, we'll stick around. We'll talk about this other test. So make sure you check in next week. Uh, please like, share, follow, uh, send to your friends that um, may be struggling with with all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and Nicole's testing can really can really provide a lot of answers, I feel. so. Uh, if you want to meet with Nicole, just, just give us a call. Um, everyone should have our information. So uh, we'll see you guys next week.